0: Good morning and welcome to you Beginning Radio, where we're planting seeds today for a better tomorrow and taking positive steps to our future. With me today is my co-host, Mr. Sheldon Gooch. Welcome, Mr. Gooch.
1: Well, good morning, Miss Sanders.
0: Good morning, Mr. Gooch. How are
1: you? I am almost perfect and I'm getting better.
0: Great. How was your weekend?
1: It was incredible. I was um, had an opportunity to... Minister in a church, and I had a great time. Had a great turnout, and God really moved in a special way. How was your weekend?
0: Mine was good. Had a great, great time. Family, it's always good. Very good. Yes. Well,
1: it's always good to see you on Monday morning, and thank you for being uh, for the opportunity to be your co-host on this show.
0: Oh, I'm just blessed. Feel blessed.
1: So, ladies and gentlemen, good morning to everyone. We're excited to be here once again, and uh, we are going To have a great time this morning because we have a very, very special guest, one who is very, certainly close to your heart,
0: absolutely. And love her,
1: and I love her too. <laughs> and uh, so, we have adopted her as, sort of as a mom, in a sense, yes. And so, we're yes. glad to be here with her. Before we get started, I'd like to say a word of prayer, sure, absolutely. Father God. We just thank you, Lord, for, for who you are and what you are, Lord. We just, uh, just so excited that you're our provider, you're our protector. Um, you you give us what we need and all that we need is in you father we thank you that you know us and that we're fearfully and wonderfully made and lord we thank you for this time um, and we pray for our listeners as we just share with our special guests that that our listeners would be blessed that they would be encouraged and inspired and informed And, Father, we'd be so careful to give you all the praise and all the glory. And we thank you for this. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 So we represent two ministries. We do. I'm Free Incorporated, uh, which can be found at imfreeinc.com. Uh, work with ex-offenders and we work with really anyone who may not really know their way Um, maybe they spent some time locked up and Mm. now they're all of a sudden free and don't know what to do and and I understand the panic that one goes through and the anxiety because I too was an ex-offender so now I'm excited about that, so tell us, tell us about the Geneva Foundation. Yeah.
0: That's Thank you. The Geneva Foundation, you know, it was founded in 2016. And one of the things I wanted to do was to, uh, the purpose for founding uh, the foundation was to be able to help women that was going through any form of abuse, whether mentally, emotionally, physically, sexually, it didn't matter. You know, I am a survivor of sexual abuse, you mm. know, for many years I was hidden in a closet didn't want to come out because i was ashamed i was embarrassed you know didn't want people to know and you know the most amazing thing people already knew mm. what was going on in my life wow. so one of the things i wanted to do was make sure if in my power that i could help as many people as i possibly can, could women and girls that bring them out of that dark place into a brighter light because we have no clue what an individual person goes through right. when they go through abuse, you know? That's and so, so I'm just I'm just happy to take the little nuggets that my mom gave me and taught me how to survive. And I tell anybody that that book saved my life because without it, I would not be who I am today. So we are doing so much with the Geneva Foundation and um just just taking it to another level helping people every day so we're grateful for that
1: oh that is so awesome and i've watched you do your work and i've watched you uh, teach your classes the ones that you allowed me to sneak in and peek in on you safe (laughs) (laughs) and 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 uh and but the testimonies that we hear from the women who have attended Right. are just phenomenal right and, absolutely um, so we give god all the glory for what he's doing in you and through you and through your ministry
0: absolutely absolutely
1: speaking of which mm. you know one of your thrusts for yes. 2019 yes. was to put 1,000 books
2: mm-hmm.
1: into the prison in Mississippi absolutely for females for females what inspired that and and tell us about Legacy 1000, tell us about You know, that
0: I have right. chill bumps as we sit here and we talk about this because it's so important. You know, I had the pleasure of an old business partner, mentor, I should say, many, many years ago uh, that kind of took me under his wings, you know, and one day he told me, he said, I have this beautiful woman that have a heart just like you, and mm. I said, really? He says, and I want you to meet her. And so we talked a couple of times, and then he called me back, and he says, well, I have this lady I want, want you to meet. And I said, okay. So he immediately put her on the phone, and I fell totally in love with this beautiful woman over the phone. you know. Um, <laughs> and we set a lunch meeting. I came down. That was supposed to be like an hour, turn into hours of talking. you know. And she was so excited about what we were doing with the Geneva Foundation and the things that we had. We had done, you know, and give donation to just that cause, and and I remember so many times I, just talking to her on the phone just was so inspiring, um, and I get emotional here in a minute, just so inspiring because.
2: Hmm.
1: Take your time.
0: <sighs> it was just like um, <laughs> it was something that I really truly needed was someone to understand exactly how I felt. And the more I talked to her, the more she understood how I was feeling and what I wanted to do. And so one day when the Legacy 1000 came up, I was sitting in her living room. We were just talking. I was talking about the women that was in the prison system because we know that there's over 79% of the women in prison has been abused before Incarceration mm-hmm. and so I'm just thinking what can I do? What can I do? And she looks at me and says, we can do this <laughs> Just out of the blue we can do this and wow. that's how legacy 1000 got started by the assistant of this beautiful beautiful lady that holds so dear to my heart so
1: dear what you rallied the troops and got us all involved in was something that was really biblical because the Bible tells us mm. to remember those who are in prison as yeah. if we ourselves were in prison. prison
2: amen.
1: And so um, there are a lot of churches mm-hmm. and, and we're not indicting the churches, but but there are a lot of churches and a lot of people who you know that know the prison system, know their people that are there that are lost and forgotten. Mm-hmm. And just won't cross over won't obey that scripture to remember those that are in prison and you know when and and remembering them is one thing but doing Doing something something about it is totally different so i applaud you Mm. and i certainly applaud her and we're gonna Mm. can we introduce her yes please so ladies and gentlemen those who are listening as you can see we're we're inspired we're excited and um, and because we're sitting in the midst of, of what I consider to be an angel. And I watched some of the interaction between these two. And I submit because Colleen's mother, Miss Sandra's mother, died when she was young. And this beautiful woman has sort of stepped in and becomes a mother figure to her. And it touches all who witness it. And uh, so I'm excited. So her name is... Miss Frances Brady uh, We affectionately call her Franny. And so we're just excited to have you here. Thank you for being here and a guest on the show. All right, thank you.
2: I'm thrilled to be here. Yes. Great,
1: great. Well, ladies and gentlemen, y'all can't see what we see, but this lady is adorable. <laughs> She's sitting up here with those beautiful eyes and, mm-hmm. and just a, a great smile, and we're just so glad to be in your midst. Mm-hmm. Tell us... What inspired you to be a part of this legacy and of the Geneva Foundation?
3: Well, I guess I got inspired mostly, of course, to begin with Colleen.
2: Wow.
3: Um, And I read her book, and she was just a child when she was left with nine siblings to feed and rear with no help from anybody. And that, that really touched my heart that, that no one came to help. And uh, so but she, she rose to the occasion
2: mm.
3: and did what needed to be done for them. And they're grown now, and I believe they're all pretty successful, aren't they? They doing okay. <laughs> they doing <laughs> okay. <laughs> they making it. They making it. Now,
1: she's still taking care of a couple of them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well,
3: I'm
0: still walking for them. <laughs> yeah, okay.
3: James, get them grown, <laughs> get them on their own. But anyway, that impressed me so much. And then to the the story of the prison, and the women and the and the ratio of them coming back again after they served their uh, their time in in prison because they had no help, no training, right. nowhere to go. And um, like Sheldon was speaking earlier about what he's doing is. Uh, they didn't have any training or any way to make a living mm-hmm. afterwards. And so that really got to my heart because I knew one of the classes that she had and um that the 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 age was twelve years old and you know she came at twelve she was probably abused a whole lot.
2: Mm, of course. Yeah, and of course.
3: uh anyway, uh from to seventy four I believe. It yes, seventy four. And uh, these people were just so anxious to have a, a way to find a better life. And you said from the darkness to the, to light, the light, yes, was another uh, saying she had, which I thought was very good. But um, that broke my heart because I knew they never had a chance. Mm. You know, I was blessed to grow up in a Christian home, yeah. whether, my father died when I was very young, I was two, but uh, I, I had a strong mother, mm. and she was left with three children to bring up, which, which was a difficult thing for her. Oldest was 12, 10, and then two. Mm. Uh, but uh, she did it, and uh, she she believed in the Lord, and He, he was there for her. Mm. Mm. So... I think I knew the twenty third song of the Lord's Prayer when I was about three or four years old. Wow. Because my mother every night would say it and she'd have me say it with her. And you know, repetition is what really gets a child and, and right. a learning that's experience true. and that's right. and that's what that's how she did that. But uh, this is a wonderful cause. It did um uh, I call it a magnificent obsession. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> obsessed. It is a magnificent and course, yes. Colleen had it, and it's contagious, <laughs> and I it. Oh, Amen. Amen. but uh, it's it's a grand thing. I think the books are twenty dollars a piece. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. and uh, what have
0: we sold about eight hundred? We have sold about eight hundred in all. Eight hundred mm-hmm. in all, and
3: mm-hmm. we want to sell a yeah. thousand. Yes, all That's these right. prisons, and what they do is they share the books. They read them and they share them. They mm-hmm. have to read the book because. She has to know before uh, the money is really invested in the re- other literature that they have to learn right. from and uh, know that they're serious about wanting to, to help themselves. Right. And uh, that's, right. that's, that's, that's been a very good thing and very well responded to, has it not? Yes, yes. yes. And uh, anyway, what they do is they take the books and they
0: read them, and
1: then they share it with somebody else. And right. anybody that gives a book, their name is in it. Yes, that's right. Yes, you know, you can, and let's talk about that because okay, sure. when, what you decided, Miss Sanders, was to um to to put the names of the donors mm-hmm. in uh, inside of the book so they'll know where it came from. Mm-hmm. Is that right?
0: Yes. It, you mm-hmm. know, one of the things I wanted to do was. Even though the Foundation and you know and and that that's what we do uh, with Geneva Foundation, but I want to go one step further. I just didn't want someone just to donate a book and not being honored, you know I wanted that person that received the book to be able to read that person's name and say somebody thought about me, mm. not just say Geneva Foundation, but somebody else through the Geneva Th- Foundation thought about me. Mm-hmm. And that is so important, you know, and I've had a couple of people say, well, why would you want to do that? Because it's just the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Because now that that person knows that their name there and that that name may be something that could just make a difference to somebody else, that somebody thought about me. Right. And the reason that I did that, huh? because I didn't have a lot of people to think about me. And if I could use that too, so somebody else can see, even by reading a simple name, that that person thought about me. That was all that was important. And you know, it doesn't matter who get the credit, as long as that job get done. And that's all that matters to me, is that that job get done, that's it.
1: And you know, the beautiful thing about Franny and, and some others who actually donated um, when those books get read, like you said, mm-hmm. Franny, they will pass it on to someone else. Mm-hmm. But sooner or later, that person is going to leave, and many times they will give the book to somebody who's replacing them. Right. And so it will it will circulate through the prison
2: mm-hmm.
1: many times, right. And uh, they'll probably be pretty worn and tattered, but uh, <laughs> and and read many times, and that's that's a beautiful thing. So. In this event that we had on May twenty fifth of mm-hmm. two thousand nineteen, Miss um, Franny became the first recipient yes. of the Geneva Foundation Legacy yeah. One Thousand Award, and um, we celebrated her. And were you surprised?
2: surprised? I was. <laughs> I knew it was, it was
3: a nice banquet, and I dressed up my pretty dress. <laughs> <laughs> and tell my children to do the same. Yes. Right. Right. Anyway. It was. I was. I was very
1: humbled by it, and I'm very honored. Mm. Well, can we you know, change just a minute and let's talk about your background? Because you've got a lot of stories, and sometimes we're we just sitting with our mouths wide open, <laughs> intrigued at, at so many different things that you've talked to us about. And so I, we just so our listeners will, will know who this beautiful lady is. Tell us about your your childhood and.
3: Oh well, I was. Just a regular little brat, probably. Growing up, no, I was, I was a loving child because you know I was the baby of the family mm-hmm. for a long time. I was spoiled to the core and loved every minute of it. <laughs> but I, I did my little playing outside by myself most of the time. Mm-hmm. I loved the woods. I loved animals. We had sheep, and uh, we had one time we had little lambs. And as I dressed for school, I could watch them out my window, and they. would bend over and jump over each other and they were just the cutest things wow. and uh, I remember I probably was seven or eight but I would chase them literally up and down those hills that we had until finally I caught it Really? <laughs> and those little suckers could run away. <laughs> yeah. But anyway finally it got worn out But and mother would come in I'd go get a bottle and put it in a doll's house mm-hmm. and be playing with it and the mother, poor mother would be running up and down the fence just and late, you know, and mother would come in and say, all right, Francis, where is it? You <laughs> <laughs> well, we oh, got wow. to take it back to its mother, look at its oh. But I guess animals were the most, you know, in my woods was really my, uh, but I, I got a bicycle when I was 12. I love my bike. I rode it everywhere. Oh, wow. Since Mother's not here, mm-hmm. I can tell this. <laughs> I rode it, we live six miles out in the country. And um, I rode it when I was 10. I rode my bike every day into Brookhaven High School where they had to have, they had the Girl Scout camp. We couldn't have it at Quinn like we usually because it was a polio epidemic.
2: Oh. And oh. Wow.
3: Uh, uh, you know, so that's, they, they, that year, we did it that way, and I did. I rode that bike back and forth for two weeks. And uh, I knew good and well I shouldn't do it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> My mother thought it was all right. She oh, knew I'd wow. be careful. And because there wasn't, it was just the two-lane highway, 84.
2: Oh. But, right.
3: And, but anyway, I loved the scouting. And uh, in fact, uh, Jackie Jackson Becker and I were the last two scouts. And we were 15. And we oh. did a little dance about this old man. He had a wooden leg.
2: <laughs>
3: uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> he'd have to beg for his tobacco. Oh and, my goodness. And we did little, little things with it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was, we were at Juliet Lowe's birthday. She was the founder of Girl Scout. Okay. That oh, was the entertainment. Really? of our group. We wow. were just too left. Oh my goodness. It's amazing. <laughs> but is that enough? Well <laughs>
1: no no, we we're gonna we we're gonna carry it on up. Because okay, <laughs> right. because I know that you you went to Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. You told us some stories about the love about of your life. College and the love of your life and yes. meeting your husband and all of that. Yeah well so, I met my husband when
3: I was eleven years old. And he just kept an eye on me. <laughs> oh! Wow!
2: <laughs> he did.
3: He did. When I think back, he really did. He would just be there, you oh, know. Man. And we were friends. And uh, but he wouldn't tell me who he was for a long time. He wouldn't tell me his name. But we, he would always be there. And he gave me a name. It was such a loving, sweet, beautiful name, uh. <laughs> 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 I
2: wow.
3: Never knew Wow! You to okay. that name I think he made it up but, okay, okay. But anyway uh we we finally went well I'm not going to call any names but we i one summer and most of our class kind of went out with older boys. and um these guys were in college and I was i finished my freshman year and mother knew them and they were nice guys and two I double date. Uh, okay. but i started going out with his friends and when when i did that he thought no way to minute yeah. <laughs> uh-oh <laughs> so he asked me out That's and I, I remember i remember thinking you know well he's my friend but okay i'll go out with you you uh-huh. know and i was sitting on i probably didn't tell y'all this but i was sitting on the far side of the car and he says move over here because too and i thought so I did. Normally <laughs> I wouldn't have done that, but I did. And uh, anyway, it, that was the beginning. Yeah, and was, uh, he said he went to Ole Miss about freshman year, just keep an eye on me. Oh and my! He probably did. He was at law school, and well. he did not like law school. He didn't like it at all. So. Oh wow! Anyway, well, it was a good catch though. Yeah. for me. He was, he was a wonderful husband, and I miss him.
1: Right. Well, yeah. I know you've t- told us how much he, how well he took care of you.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: And uh, I was always impressed with He always with
3: that. did take care of me. And
1: still was taking care of me. That's wonderful. Right. That's, that's beautiful. You
0: know, yeah. every woman should be blessed with that type of love.
3: Well, right. I I just, I'm not going to say lucky. I was blessed. Oh yeah, it blessed. Really Absolutely. I knew, I mean, I really had somebody that loved me and I knew that. he mm-hmm. did. We dated for four years and but I'll tell you something funny. <laughs> he wanted me to get married. I mean, we, he wanted me. To, he begged me to run off to to Hernando. That's where the kids <laughs> were running off to Hernando to get married. And he would beg me to do that. And then my mother would kill me. <laughs> so anyway, uh, he was gonna talk to mother. So I said, "Well, okay, go ahead." I knew what she would say. <laughs> I was still in high school. Wow. And but anyway. Um, uh, he did talk to my mother, and and she said, "Tommy, when she's eighteen, I'll give my permission." And he looked at her and he said, "Miss Summers, when she's eighteen, I won't need your
2: give permission." permission. <laughs> wow, good she point. Old enough to make her own decision. <laughs> good point.
3: But I waited another year. I was Hello. nineteen, wow. and he was twenty-five. So <laughs>
1: okay,
2: That's
3: a, good. a little bit of a That's skip good. there. So. That is amazing. But anyway, he was always a good husband, and we had a lot of fun together, and and uh, you know, I, it, we we always enjoyed each other's company. Mm-hmm. That's now with the children, it was really funny because it seems like when all the children left for college, that's when he came home. <laughs> oh,
2: he had to figure <laughs>
3: out. No, but he played. He was uh, a banker, and he made the statement one time it's, it's, it's bad when you have to uh, worry about your bills and everybody else's Just to too. See, I yes. thought, oh my gosh, that would be terrible. Because yes. right, right. sometimes, I mean, they'd give him a sad story and they wouldn't pay it back and he'd get rid of it. Oh. So it was oh. a stressful job he had. So I didn't mind him playing golf to dur- the oh, right. <laughs> right, <laughs> That's right, and right. he was a, he was a Really good golfer, too, and, yeah. and I like to go. He wouldn't ever teach me how to play, though, but he liked for me to go and watch him. I was chewy.
2: Yeah. good, good. good. <laughs> no,
3: but, that uh, is really good. And he, he took me in the deer woods one time, and there was this dog there. And all I did was say, hey, dog, you know, and it followed us around. <laughs> he didn't take me anymore. And one time he came home, and he said, I just want you to see something. And on this ridge, it really was pretty. It was just a bunch of turkeys walking behind each other, you know, oh. like they were going to the grocery or something. <laughs> <laughs> it really was a pretty sight. Wow. Oh, and wow. Uh, he liked the woods, too. We'd go walk in the woods mm. and have a farm in south of town. And uh, it was the family farm. And right. we could go down there anytime we wanted to. Have picnic or something. Oh, that's
2: great! It yeah. that that is, is great. wonderful. Well, we
3: did a lot of things that didn't cost a lot of money. Really? <laughs> no, those those always we a good a lot of money good together. things. Yes,
2: <laughs> absolutely.
3: Yes, yeah. we had a good life together. We
1: sure did. So yeah. you all you were married. How how many years were you married?
3: Fifty seven years and ten months to the day.
2: Wow! Oh, wow. He
3: passed on my mother's birthday. Mm-hmm. and they loved each other. We had at the end, we decided, I said, honey, you know, we never did choose a plot or anything. You know, we knew we were, we needed to attend to that. And so he said, well, let me think about it. I said, these are our choices. And um, he said, well, let me think about it. So he thought about it, I guess, about maybe a couple of weeks or something, but it was a while and I'd forgotten that I even mentioned it to him. Right. And he said, I know where
1: I want to be buried. I want to be buried next to your mother. Oh oh my goodness. That is sweet.
3: No, he didn't say his mother. He said, my mother. Oh, right, that, wow, that, mm. that
1: is sweet. They
3: love right. each other. That That's is great. And he is buried next to Let's see, wait a minute. Bubba's in between. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is a funny story. Sissy kept saying, what can I do? What can I do after he passed? And I said, Sissy, we never did get that plot out. At, it's Union Hall Church. It's a country church, but that's where all my family is. I see. And we live just down the road a little bit, you know, from that church. But uh, that was not the church home I grew up in, but my grandparents are there, you know, and, and most of the family's there. And uh, anyway, I asked my sister, I said, Sissy, he wanted to be next to the mother. And she's on foot. She said, "If I'd have known that, he said, Bubba's next to mother." And she said, "If I'd have known that, I would have let him be. be. We would have put him somewhere." Else. <laughs>
2: oh my goodness! And
1: <laughs> yes, she did. She made me laugh.
2: She made me laugh. <laughs> oh my goodness! You
1: Good think he couldn't hear? <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. That oh, is
3: wow. funny. Oh wow!
0: So wow. You know, <laughs> I want to publicly say thank you for
3: well, you just for
0: changing up. my life
3: oh I, I can't take credit for that now, yeah. but, but you
0: know, I know in stages of your life you have God bless you with all these wonderful people, and He has blessed me with you, well, and I will be always honored and grateful for what you bring into my life, just to see you posting, just to know that you're okay, just to hear your voice. Oh, it means so much to me, it really does. You know, it really, emotionally does, if that makes any sense, yeah, it really does. Yeah, we yeah, use it at this I point, yes we do. Yeah, and <laughs> yes. I love you. I know, yeah, I and, I, you. <laughs> and I'm just so, you know, I'm just so grateful for that because growing up, I didn't have that mom, you know, that motherly, you know, I didn't have that. It was just like I'm always the mom to everybody. Mm-hmm. When is somebody coming for me?
2: And you know, mm-hmm.
0: and you just came along in such a wonderful time in my life, you know, to sometime I think you know what I'm thinking because there are a lot of times we have talked and, and you just mentioned something. I'm like, mm-hmm. I just thought about that yesterday, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just, it's just wonderful. I am so blessed to have mm-hmm. you in my life. I am truly blessed.
3: Well, I feel blessed, too. And I'm, I'm thankful that I could be involved in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess we have to say we thank God and Joe Price. Oh, absolutely,
0: yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we will be talking to Mr. Price one day next week as well. He will be on the radio uh, with us one day next week. But uh, I'm just so grateful for him and so grateful for him introducing us together you know he says she's just like you she got a great heart just like you and I'm like okay and I mean there's no words to express really truly how I feel about you there's I can't find a word to express how I truly feel about your friendship with me you know because it's just like there's a void that was there that void is no longer there
2: so I thank you well, Thank you.
1: It's my pleasure. You know when I when we normally when we get the, a chance to get together, I, I always try to catch y'all hugging each other because y'all always. Yeah. And and when I see that picture, when I look when I see that picture, I'm compelled to get my camera because it, you can see that it's a mother, yeah. a mother's hug, and and almost like a little girl's mm-hmm. receiving the hug. And I was thinking about her story. Uh, Miss Sandra's story, and how when her baby brother, when her mother passed, her baby brother was just a little bitty tight.
0: Three years old.
1: And her mother used to, in the evenings, rock him on the front porch. And so when she, when her mother passed uh, that evening, sort of stunned and in a daze uh, about her mother passing, she went and got the baby boy and started doing what her mother would do. Mm-hmm. And started rocking the baby boy, mm-hmm. you know, her baby brother. Mm-hmm. And and so she was always giving the motherly hug, but, mm-hmm. you know, she was she was needing, she had a deficit of a motherly hug. And mm-hmm. so when I see y'all hugging, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm compelled to pull my camera out and take that picture.
3: Well, see, I had some... I had a situation that could relate to hers because I didn't have the daddy. Oh um, wow! The mother didn't right. marry; she never did. Wow! And uh, she she did that because she, well, there was one person that she really did love, but and at that point we were all grown. But anyway, they didn't marry, and um, but she said that her children. The only reputation they had was their mothers. Yeah, that's wow. true. so she that's, she is so didn't true. even date any guy, ever.
1: Um, wow. wow. That is strong. But,
3: but that is true. Yeah, but I always miss that dad, but when I married Tom, well really one of the sweetest things, I guess, was uh, the first time I went to Ole Miss, uh, it was homecoming. And I'd never met, I'd, I'd met his mother, but I'd never met his father. And I tell you what, that man not only was a fine-looking man, well, this is for me, Uh, but he was also uh, very much of a charming man. And he, I was sitting on the steps with my little box lunch that Tommy (laughs) bought me, and uh, next to his mother, and um, this Fine looking man with his hat on, I always had a hat. He oh. leaned over in front of me like this and said, put his hand out and said, Young lady, I've been looking forward to meeting you another. Mm.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but wow, I mean he was mean. always like that, called me his little girl and all that. And I loved him. Yes, I yeah. loved him. I knew when he passed I had to grow up. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, well, so he sort
1: he of stepped in, as sort as of being being the dad that you.
3: Right, he came to everything I did. I when I, I did it all in rainbows. You know, I started at the bottom and I went to the top. And <laughs> okay. I was uh, in the the national, the state uh, order afterwards when I married actually. But he came when I out for everything because he was the master mason, the scribe mm-hmm. and all that. So um <clears throat> he could come. Right, you know. Right. Uh, but I always knew he was there, you know, cheering me on unless he had to be gone somewhere, you right, know. Right,
1: right. Yeah. That is that is a great story.
3: Of course his yeah. mama came too, but she came because she just you know
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> you know. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, wow.
1: Well, what would you what would you tell Listeners that are listening to this broadcast about um, following your heart um, when you see a cause, or uh, and, and it does, it's not always about the money, it's about prayer, it's about mm-hmm. encouragement, and sometimes it's just about a hug. But you know, what would you tell people? Because there's a lot of hurt out there, there's a lot of need out there. Uh, Actually, on the way here, um, there was a young man that we saw that was homeless. And um, every time I pass this guy, I give him whatever's in my pocket. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but there's so many people out there that need. What would you tell our listeners? Um,
3: Well, I'll tell you some things I've written in my little script. Uh, one thing you can always give somebody a, a big smile. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. it makes them feel better. Yeah. That's right. And sometimes they'll smile back at you and yes. speak to you. Maybe sometimes they'll pick up a conversation with you, like in the grocery store. Yes. I like to compliment people as encouraging. <clears throat> like the people in the grocery store that put the cans up so nice and neat. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. That's right.
3: I like to I like to say how pretty the shelves look. <laughs> Yes. And everything, but anything I can do as an encourager, I feel like somebody told me that's your gift, and I said, "Well, I'm the cheerleader of the family." <laughs> and uh, anyway, that those are two things that anybody can do. That, that's true. You know, and Doesn't cost a thing. As far as doing what I've done, it's it did touch my heart. Mm. I I felt with no uncertain terms after I had talked to Colleen. As much as I did and and everything, I knew that's what I was supposed to do.
2: Mm
1: -hmm.
3: Wow. And it'll be something I will continue to do as long as I can.
1: So let me, okay, you said you knew it was something that you were supposed to do. How did you know?
3: (laughs) I just felt it. I think I just felt it in my heart
2: okay.
3: I was supposed to do it. I really did. Wow. And you, just the very idea that you can help people like that mm. that have never had a chance, mm. never,
2: yeah.
3: mm. you know, right. it, that breaks my heart. And mm. to think of little children being abused, I mean, that just, oh, in mm. a young woman. Mm.
2: Right.
3: And staying in an abusive marriage. Yes. And, you know, uh, it it just,
2: I just could not do it. Right.
0: You know, it was Mm -hmm. so amazing that you and I was at lunch one day,
3: Mm -hmm.
0: and we were just sitting there after talking for a a period of time, Mm -hmm. and this young lady came up. And it was just like you knew that something had happened to her and you started telling her about me. And she automatically started telling you about all the bad things that had happened to her in her life. And it was just like, I'm sitting there looking at you, and you was just like this angel. Just, just unbelievable how you picked up on that. And usually when people are abused, like myself, that has been in the past. Mm-hmm. I can be in a room, if there's 10 women in the room, mm-hmm. I can pick out the ones that's been abused. Mm-hmm. But you just saw this young lady and you just start talking to her and she opened up. And the most amazing thing about that conversation was that she had found love mm-hmm. and she had a young son mm-hmm. and she had a husband that loved and cherished her. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes we think, We'll never find that love. we we'll never find anyone to care about us. But to know that she had gone through all of those things and yet instead still found love is the most amazing thing. And it heals all things. So I'm, I'm happy that she was able to see that, even though, even though when we was having that conversation with her, her face just lit up. It was just like, okay, I don't mind talking about this because now I'm in a safe place.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And you saw that, and it was just unbelievable that you saw that.
3: Well, I don't remember. All I remember is really introducing her to you yeah. and telling her about you mm-hmm. and what we were doing. Right. Because they kept. She kept coming to the table. table.
0: That's mm-hmm.
1: why. <laughs> <laughs> no, could, the well, acknowledgement.
3: Finally, what we acknowledgement. <laughs> right. But I'd never seen her before in in that restaurant. No. I've never seen her since. I know.
1: Wow. Wow.
3: And I don't know where she is and what happened, yeah. but Colleen said, "Wait just a minute! I got a book for her." <laughs> I did. So but, let's see. But yeah. I did ask her. I
1: said, "Do you have flashbacks?" And
3: she said, "Oh yes." Yes. Wow. Yes. And uh, I said, "Well, you know, but maybe mm-hmm. you need one of the classes." Mm-hmm.
0: Right. You did. Right. You did. Right. You did.
1: And you're so right about that because even though she may be living a functional life now. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are triggers, you All know, conditioned responses mm-hmm. that um, that a person can 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 hear or mm-hmm. smell or see or it could be music mm-hmm. or or a scent mm-hmm. that can bring it back. And um, but like you said, the, the fact that she's in a whole wholesome mm-hmm. marriage now, yes, um, and that's important. She can survive. Yeah. it yeah. And so there are, Ms. Miss Braddy, there are cases of abuse in your county right now, mm-hmm. and how do I know that? It's because it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere, and it's now there's a surge of awareness as people are sort of coming out of the dark and talking about it. And I, I'm I'm glad that that's happening, but. This community is there. Do you think that there might be a need for those classes, the out of the darkness into the light well, classes?
3: Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: absolutely. So the
3: people from mm-hmm. churches like the Catholic Church. Yes. You know when, when we were talking sure. to you, remember who we were talking to mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. She said, "Oh yeah, we we we're having trouble with that now." Right. That was last year. That was last it? year. Yes. In the Catholic Church, and I was hoping that that would go further. Mm-hmm. Right. There, right. because uh, you know Catholics, I, I like to think everybody's good members of their church, but
2: mm-hmm.
3: uh, you know some people come a little bit, and some come all the time. You know, right. and mm-hmm. uh, but they're always brought up that you don't miss. It was simple to miss You know, and. Really, there's, well, James, if it says you know what's the right thing to do and you don't yeah. do it, that's mm-hmm. a sin. That's mm-hmm. a sin. That's right. Mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess, in, I don't know, I just knew what I did and I know what I'm doing now that it's it's a good thing. Right. And I think there's a need for it. I think there's a need not only in our county, probably in the every county, county in the state. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. yes.
1: Yes, ma'am. Yes. And, Absolutely. Um,
3: and I think now that you can. Uh, come out and talk about it, and and feel the shame with other people mm-hmm. that have been through mm-hmm. it. This is uh, a good thing. It is. It is because it was always hushed up before.
0: Y- yes, that's right. You know, and and that is, you know, I anybody that goes through any type of abuse, they think that I'm the only one that's going through it. Right. You know, mm-hmm. until you hear somebody else's story. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't want nobody to know the things that I had gone through in my life. But everybody knew,
2: Yeah,
0: you know, everybody knew. The finger got point, you know, everybody knew. Mm -hmm. And and with me, you know, even I have family members now to call me and we have conversations about, oh, I'm so proud of the things that you're doing. Mm -hmm. I should have stood up for you and I didn't. Mm -hmm. Or I have people to say, well, I'm surprised that you turned out so well. And I'm like, what does that mean? (laughs) I'm supposed to turn out well. I'm a (laughs) child of God, you know, I'm supposed to. But you know, you have that so, you have that so much. I've heard that so much in the last year and a half. But not only have I heard that so much, now that there are people I'm in a circle with, they are coming out. And the more that they come out, the more somebody else come out. And that is so important because as long as you stay hidden, your life is stuck, you know? And once you decided that, I don't care who know, because they know anyway, you know? They know anyway. Mm -hmm. So once you make that decision that my life is so much more important than what somebody, you know, say, because people say, oh, that girl shouldn't this, that girl shouldn't that. But this is your life, and your life is important. And as soon as you find some type of healing First you gotta accept it, you gotta acknowledge it, and you gotta move on with your life. Right. And sometimes we're stuck there, okay. you know, uh what if this person knows or that person knows or they won't treat me the same, <laughs> you know. And what we have to come to a conclusion, my conclusion was that it doesn't matter what somebody else say. It doesn't matter what somebody else did. Because if God has bought me through my trials and tribulations, I don't need man to validate what he's already bought me through anyway. Mm. So when I come to that conclusion in my life, it's not about nobody else. I have to get out of the struggle for myself so I can live. Not only do I live, but I get a chance to praise God the way that I need to praise him because he bought me through this struggle. And just coming out of the struggle means you got to tell somebody else so God can get the glory anyway. Mm -hmm. So that's what we do at the Geneva foundation is want to make, be able to make a difference in somebody else's life.
3: Right. We have and, to. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Go on. But uh and the thing too back in the olden days there was a lot of things said. Oh yeah. And I'm sure that's true today Jen. Oh
2: absolutely. Yes, yes.
1: Absolutely. You know, and that's that's the reason why I asked you that question because statistics say 1 in 4, 25% uh-huh. by the time they're 18 uh-huh. have been victims of some sort of abuse, uh-huh. whether it's neglect or physical abuse, uh-huh. emotional, sexual uh-huh. or, or what have you but those statistics are based on reports Right. Uh-huh. and so, but there's a lot that uh, that's going on that's not reported uh-huh. in households that you, we would all be surprised about uh-huh. and so we have to uh, empower others to come out of their darkness by sharing you know, if we do appropriate self-disclosures mm-hmm. about ourselves and mm-hmm. begin to talk about it, mm-hmm. then you'll see people kind of stepping sideways moving laterally towards you mm-hmm. nodding their heads saying yeah, I can relate to that, mm-hmm. I can relate to that mm-hmm. so there, so we know that the problem is, is crazy prevalent it's just mm-hmm. it's crazy what, what's going on what i wanna um talk about real quick is how to forgive. I was at a mm-hmm. church yesterday um i'm sorry um yeah yesterday, and um had a young lady was she was really kind of an older lady who had been holding hurt and pain and bitterness from uh, about someone. Who had been dead a long time
2: uh-huh.
1: and she says how can i forgive that person uh-huh. and they're dead and gone uh-huh. and 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 so I, I was able to go into the scripture and share with her but let's talk about that how do how do we get to a point where we can let go and what's the damage that can be done if we don't let go
0: you know uh for me I had to surrender you know uh, it's kind of like going to the gravel pit falling and all that stuff I had to just surrender my all mm-hmm. and once I hmm once I surrender my all I could feel the freedom comes from that mm-hmm. uh, from that surrender because I realized it's not even man a woman mm-hmm. It's my feelings that I have towards whoever that did that to me. Mm-hmm. And knowing as long as I became angry and frustrated with that person, that person is dead and gone, but he still controls my life.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: In order to let go of it, you got to acknowledge it. Back to the same thing, acknowledging it and, and, and understanding that this did happen. And I look at it, and a lot of people may not agree with what I my philosophy behind it is there was a purpose for it for my life it was a purpose for god allowing things to happen to me for some bad some was great some was not you know but i think in life that we he he does things and, and, you know, when trials and tribulation come our way, they're never to weaken us. They're there to find the strength within us. And sometimes you will have to dig, personally me, dig way down deep to find that strength. And to be able to forgive somebody that have done these things to you is the most powerful thing that you can do for yourself. It's not for him. It's for yourself. So once I realized that I am free from the people that have touched me, raped me, did the bad things to me, you know? Mm -hmm. And my mom used to tell me something a long time ago. She says, "You, everybody would leave you, but the one person you can depend on is your father that lives in heaven. Mm -hmm. And I would always go back to that thought, or I would always go back to remembering what she said about that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, (laughs) my mom was always right. So Mm -hmm. I need to start thinking about you know, God, I need to start thinking about when I have anger, frustration, I would go to the back of the dictionary uh, in the Bible, Mm -hmm. the the reference in the Bible, and I would look up anger, I would look up frustration, I would look up hate, Mm -hmm. and I would read those scriptures, and I know that I did not want to be that person that would just allow somebody to control my life for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. So you have to make a conscious decision what is it that I want? Mm-hmm. And if nobody stands with me, who will stand with me? My Father in heaven will stand with me mm-hmm. because that's all I have anyway. Everybody else is going to leave you, forsaken you, but that's the only person that you can actually depend on mm-hmm. is our Father in heaven. So once I realized that, <laughs> I got my power back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I took my power back. And from that day to this day, I continue to hold on to my power. Because man can't do anything. Woman can't do anything. It's, it's all about what he's going to give you anyway.
2: Wow.
0: But you got to go through your trials and tribulations in order to get to what God has for you. Okay. And I'm at that place where I've gone through my trials and tribulations, and now he's allowing me to connect with you so we can go and do some other things with some women in prison that really, really need us. Not just in prison, just around, you know? And like you were saying about a smile, when someone smiles at you, that's God showing grace. When somebody opens the door for you, God is showing you grace. He's letting you know whatever somebody does that's uncommon grace is a blessing because that person showed up just to open the door, just for you. So that makes me know, that no matter what happens, he's still watching out
3: for me. Nothing's too big, and nothing's too That's big. right. Nothing. Mm-hmm. But and another thing, like when you forgave. Oh yeah. Was was that the Lord's prayer? Yes. We're supposed to forgive. Yes. To be forgiven. That's true. Yes.
0: That's true. Yes. That's
3: true. And that's a hard pill to swallow. Oh, so it, much, is. In it is. It like is. Your situation of what you've been mm-hmm. through, and that's you right. know those women that and that are in prison—they probably haven't forgiven them. <laughs>
1: right that's
3: right
0: and a lot of times that's the reason that they're there
3: they are supposed to yeah
1: right that's right you know you're absolutely right when when Jesus was teaching us how to pray Mm -hmm. he said um, pray this way Mm -hmm. and when he got to the part about forgiveness he said Forgive us our debtors as our debts as we forgive our debtors. So to the degree that we want forgiveness from God, it's it's the same degree to which we have to give forgiveness um, of others. Mm. Mm. And um, and you know and further on um, in the uh, Matthew the fifth chapter, I'm sorry, I'm a preacher, so I got to say this. (laughs) Me (laughs) too. But he said. Um, pray for those who despitefully use you. Mm-hmm. Bless those who curse you. Mm-hmm. Um, love those who hate you. He yeah. said, "You have heard it has been said of old to love your neighbor and hate your enemies." I say to you, love your enemies. Mm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, and he says, when you do that, we literally take on God's divine mm-hmm. nature. He said, because we become the sons of our Father, yes. which is in heaven. Yes. So it forgiveness is something that. Uh, we don't talk a lot about these days, Mm -hmm. but forgiveness is so, so important. In order to get free, you've got to forgive. Mm -hmm. Now, Mark 11, he says, when you stand praying, forgive. And uh, he said, if if you will say to this mountain, whoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast Mm -hmm. into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, he shall have whatsoever he says. So if we tell a person to forgive, you know um, that I forgive you, even if a heart doesn't feel it at the time mm-hmm. um, he will do the if we'll do the natural thing and speak with our mouths mm-hmm. and say, "I forgive mm-hmm. you, then God will work on us mm-hmm. and get us to the point where we're divorced from the pain of the infraction, mm-hmm. and so I'm sorry, I get a little preachy, but that's mm-hmm. that um is what I was able to tell the young lady, and so uh you let go and and God will let you go, mm-hmm. you know, That's so.
0: I remember growing up and and I had a bully and um, coming home, hair all over my head. But at that time I had hair way down my back, ponytails and all kinds of stuff. And I would come home and I would have, my hair was all over my head where somebody had beat me up at school. You know, and mm-hmm. took my took my ball rats. Mm-hmm. And after about three or four days of going through that, my mom would say, what happened to you? And I said, we're playing ball. know I'm lying (laughs) because I didn't want my mother to know somebody had beat me up and so one day I finally decided I was going to tell her this girl took my red and she beat me up you know Mm -hmm. and I said I hate her and my mother looked at me with this strange look on her face she said oh no you don't hate I I, you know I don't teach you to hate and we were shelling peas Mm -hmm. and she said come on bring those peas bring that ball of water, you know, that container of water. Mm-hmm. And we would go up on a clay dirt hill, mm-hmm. and my mom would take the the old hole that we had with the helm off, and she would hit <laughs> down on it. And she would sit there and hit me in my chest and say, do you see how hard that is? And I would say, yes. And she said, that's how your heart would be. She said, that's how hard your heart would be. Mm-hmm. And she said, but we're gonna take this water. And <laughs> she mm-hmm. took the water, <clears throat> and she would pour it on the on the clay dirt and she would take that hoe and she would do it like this mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it got soft mm-hmm. and she says one thing you need to do and don't you ever forget this and, I, and I'm sitting there like I don't even want to hear this mm-hmm. you know but you had to listen <laughs> mm-hmm. and so she says when somebody do you wrong you think of this water as God you pray for that person that hurt you and trespass against you and if you can pray for the person that hurt you Watch how God show up for you. And that's what I do all my life. Mm -hmm. I just pray, keep going. Am I angry? Sometimes I'm human. Mm -hmm. You know, do I get mad about it? Why you want to do me like this? But Mm -hmm. the most important thing is if you can move out of the way Mm -hmm. and understand that there's a bigger picture somewhere else Mm -hmm. because God is going to show up for you if you're obedient Mm -hmm. and you just do that, God is going to show up every time. He's going to bless you more than you can ever imagine being blessed. And that's
3: where happy comes from. Yes.
1: <laughs> and and happy makes you dance. <laughs> and speaking of dancing, Miss Franny, mm-hmm. you are a dancer. Y- y'all love to dance. And and we've been fortunate to see some of your videos. Your yes. videos.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, yes. And, so you know? and
1: so, you you enjoy that, and that's good exercise yeah. for you. It is and it really. is.
3: And you dance for two hours, you know. Oh pretty my much. goodness! That, you get that heart rate of. I love the dancing. I really do. That's, <laughs>
2: that's, good. Wonderful. that's good. wonderful.
1: Well, any parting thoughts that you ladies would like to to share?
0: Again, I just want to thank you so very much for allowing me to be here in your home and to be the wonderful person you are in my life i mean when i talk about you to my friends they are they know you now they said that pretty lady she's really got it together but i just feel so honored and so blessed so honored and so blessed so i I thank you so much i feel the
3: same feelings that you feel you know i i feel very humble about saying things like that because i I, I know I'm not right yet. <laughs> <laughs> We're all working but, uh, on it. <laughs> but uh, you know the, the thing about the forgiveness, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what we got to do. Yes. You know. And you know I'm glad I need to do some forgiving myself. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I think we all do that today. Yeah. 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 Yes. You just kind of let little things slide. Yes. Know, that's it's right. All the same. Yes, that's, that's right. so true. That's, yeah. right. that's so true. And oh, when my. you think about the blood of Jesus, though, that's what Ooh. Oh, that's what breaks my heart. You know. When I... Bring it on home, oh, friend. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> yeah. I felt that. Yeah. Oh, One thing, I, when you were talking, I thought, yeah, and the thing
2: about
1: God is not only does He forget, He
3: forgets it. Said yes. Ooh,
1: yes. Thank
0: you, Lord. I know it. Yes. <laughs> oh, my I goodness. My
3: baby still remember it. He, he <laughs> He's forgotten it. Mm-hmm. And it right. throws it as far as the east is to the west mm-hmm. or whatever direction. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. And he gets rid mm-hmm. of it.
1: Wow. You know, Corey Tin Boom said he, he he puts it in the sea of forgetfulness, and he puts up a sign saying "No fishing here."
2: <laughs> I love so
1: that. that's, that's a good. That is yes, good Yes, good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, our time is it just went so fast, but we are just uh, elated to to be in the presence of Miss Frances Braddy, and um, we're just excited that she, she agreed to be on the show, and we hope that it has been a blessing to you. We'd love to hear from you. Ms. Sanders, if you'll give your information.
0: Colleen Sanders, Geneva Foundation, Inc. dot org. Um, and phone number 601-754-0377. Thank you.
1: And if you're interested in, in aftercare for ex-offenders, uh, you can contact me at I'mFreeInc.com. And uh, that's the Sheldon Gooch with I'm Free Incorporated. God bless you. Have a fantastic week. Thank you for listening to New Beginnings Radio, where we're planting seeds today for a better tomorrow and helping you to take progressive steps towards your freedom. We're here every Monday morning at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time. We hope you join us. So may the goodness and mercy of the Lord pursue you all week long, and we'll see you right back here on Monday. Have a great week, everyone.